Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Shelby. What's good? What's popping? What's happening? How you feeling? Girl, I wish I had something exciting to say, but I don't. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. I just am glad that my work week is over with. So I actually had a chance to just chill and relax yesterday. I did want to tell you that about the new movie on Netflix that I watched, girl. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... I first of all I made myself, you know, I got ordered myself a pizza, had some wine, yes, like, just chilling, and decided to watch Malcolm and Marie on Netflix. So for those who don't know, Malcolm and Marie is starring uh, Zendaya and John David Washington. So um, I really personally enjoyed the movie, um, but you know, going through Twitter, you know. We just can't ever be satisfied with nothing. People were talking about (laughs) that they felt like it was just two people arguing the whole time. But honestly, it's about a couple. And it really was like, if you're into acting and theater and all that kind of stuff, you probably would have enjoyed it. Because honestly, their acting was so good, in my opinion. And Mm -hmm. I felt like the message of that movie was gratitude. Like, she wanted to be appreciated for things he was not, you know, saying out loud that he wanted to be appreciated that she that he should have appreciated her for and I feel like all of us can relate to that so I was I was cool with it um so I don't want to spoil it for those who plan on watching it but it was raw it was real um like I said the acting was great everybody needs to give Zendaya her flowers because that baby can act okay um she she deserves her recognition she's an amazing talent so that's really that's all up uh, that's up with me so what about you Nothing much. So I haven't watched that movie, but I have it on my bucket list of things to watch. Um, And I actually listened to an interview yesterday that she did about the movie and everything that you just said. She basically just said that that's the premise of it. Um, And I haven't watched it. But like you said, I was going through Twitter (laughs) and obviously everybody Mm -hmm. has an opinion about it. So I'm really, really excited to watch it. But something I do have an opinion on that I have watched. Let me tell y'all. Let me put y'all up on game. Um, If y'all have not watched... Married at First Sight Atlanta season, please do. It's I think it's like I'm not gonna give any spoilers away. Um, but let me tell you, I was in Erica's phone going off about <laughs> Married at First Sight <laughs> on Wednesday. So those of you who don't know, it's about people that um they submit to get married at first sight, and experts um match them up based on a variety of things. Supposedly they go through um, extensive background checks, psych checks, all that different stuff. Um, and they literally meet at the altar and get married. The experiment lasts for about three months. And then at the end, they decide if they want to stay married um, or get a divorce. And I think this cast, besides one of the couples, is the most wildly cast cast. Like, I need to have a talk with Dr. Viviana, um, Pastor Cal, and Dr. <laughs> Pepper because they set everybody up, particularly my girl Paige, because Chris is insane. Him and his creepy daddy. Oh my gosh. Yes. I've been watching it too, friend. I've been ca- caught up because I knew you was going to be texting me like, girl. So, <laughs> also, I mean, we, we didn't even get into our dating relationship segment yet, but 
in terms of Chris and Paige, so Paige, just to describe it to y'all, she is like um, this beautiful black girl who is doing her own thing. She's like in real estate. She got her own home. Like she really just doesn't um, right. need anything, but she always talks about how she's been praying to be married and she she feels like God led her to like be in this experiment for a reason. They set her up with this guy named Chris. As soon as he saw her, he started telling her friends, her bridesmaids and everything that he just wasn't attracted to her. Now, I mean, everybody has their preference. Everybody's attracted to certain types, but he was just right. so like rude about it. And then mm-hmm. also he just ended up abandoning her at one point on an episode and she didn't know where he was and then he was like oh i just had a panic attack because i just i just i'm not attracted to you like sir and then i'm 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 gonna be petty um he not attractive so i just don't understand and the words of my friend bria he ain't cute so who gonna tell him (laughs) who's going to tell him not his daddy obviously um it was just just too much and um i won't give away too much but like he he i think he is the worst person to be matched with on married and first sight history because well another red flag for me oh i'm sorry friend i was gonna say a red flag for me was what he y'all he has already been married i mean not married but engaged just a few months before this process started so that's a red flag in the first place he just he just had red flags episode one for me. It's just it was just something about him that was like, I don't know, something about his spirit. He has shown us who he is from day one and I believed him. And now America has joined in in believing him. But y'all are gonna have to watch so y'all can debrief with us because it gets wild. But on another note, friend, I am actually studying for my to get my handgun license. So pow pow. I am excited about that. Believe it or not, I'm from the country and I don't have it. <laughs> so I decided definitely in today's times that your girl should be educated, should know how to properly, you know, use a firearm, particularly being single, particularly, you know, going places and doing things by myself, um, more so pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just kind of never know. And with the state of the world, I just want to make sure that I'm educated, that I know how to use one if I need to. And I feel like every woman should know how to, even if she doesn't want a gun, I feel like every woman should know how to operate one um, just in case. Yeah. But like you, girl, I've been boring. I've been chilling, um, sitting on my workspace for my new job, trying to lay low, and just really trying to practice self-care and luxury and whatever that looks like for me. Yes, friend. More power to you, girl. I, I, I need to be educating myself on hand license, handgun license, too. I've always said I wanted to at least go to a, a, a gun range, right? but just never got right. around to it, but... Oh, I think it's important too. So anyway, let's just keep it moving to our first segment of the day, which is dating and relationships. So Shelby, this one's kind of full um, packed. So I'm going to just break it down to each question. Okay. Okay. So the initial question that we have today is, okay, people often get caught up in dating and talking phases, but the question is, what is talking? Like, did we make that up? (laughs) I feel like we made that up because like, I guess now being in my later 20s and being in this space and place where here's the thing, you either going to date me or leave me alone. Like that's on period. That's on Mary Had a Little Lamb. That's on Clifford the Big Red Dog. That's on everything. Okay. If you're not going to date me, leave me alone. Don't text me. Don't call me. Don't hit my line. Don't ask me what am I doing 30 times. Don't be worried or concerned about my business because you're wasting it. Um, but I feel like right. at the end of the day, I feel like 
talking was like more of a term, I guess for me that I used when I was in high school, when I was getting to know someone, but I feel like that's what dating is. I think, okay, so to me, when people say talking, I feel like they're saying, okay, I met this person, I'm interested in him. This is the phase where you ask him what his favorite color is, what he work, what he do, do he want to be in a relationship? It's like, I feel like this is the preliminary stage to kind of see, okay, he ain't shit or he is shit if that makes sense. I feel like dating mm-hmm. to me is when you both acknowledge that you like each other and you want to see, and you take it a step further to say we're dating, um, we're committed to each other, and we're going to see where this is going. I will say that some people do multi-date. I have multi-dated before. And let me tell you, it's not for me because I'm too lazy. I'm literally too lazy yeah. to multi-date. I just need one person because I you got to keep two or three conversations going. No, not for me. So I think for me, that's, the difference between dating and talking. And I think we made that up. What you think, friend? Yes, I definitely think we made it up. It does remind me of back when I was in high school where it's like you just got that puppy love. Oh, we talking. I'm talking to Corey. Like, what does that even mean? Like, we, we're whole adults. We don't need to be going around saying, oh, I'm talking to that man. Like, no. If you're not, you can't be claiming nobody if you talking to him. So, For me, like you were saying, I think that is the difference between dating and talking. Like dating to me is definitely intentional. Like you want to, you have genuine interest in that way with that person. I mean, again, I have no idea what talking actually is. I guess you're just trying to see if you actually want to date that person. Um, But I think that it could get really like lines could get blurred because one of you could be thinking you just talking and the other one thinking you dating. So it's like, that's a very blurred line. So I think, um, do you think of the term talking should just go away and die or not? (laughs) Yes, I think it should because I think you just really hit on why it should go away and die because the lines get blurred and I think everybody has different definitions of what talking is and what dating is. And I think we also make the mistake, friend, of when we are, quote, dating someone, like we don't make it crystal clear what we are. So, for instance, the last guy that I dated, um, I was just in my head because that's what I do. And I was just going back and forth with like, you know, are we dating? Are we talking? Does he like me? Does he not like me? Like, what are we doing? And I'm sitting here stressing myself mm-hmm. out like I always do. Because if you know me, I will make up 5,000 scenarios in my head and go with the one that sounds the best. So <laughs> I ended up one day just being like, Shelby, you stressing yourself out. And he is sleeping well at night. So I hit his line and I was like, hey, I need to talk to you. He was like, okay, because I'm really dramatic if y'all don't know. He was like, okay, like, what is it? And I was like, and I basically told him, I was like, hey, I want to ask you something, but I don't want you to tell me what you think I want to hear. Like, I need you to tell me the truth. And I basically told him before I asked the question. So I asked him, I was like, hey, like, what are we doing? Are we dating? I think I said talking. Are we talking? Like, what are we doing? I said, because I need to know how I need to move. And when that means like, I needed to know if I needed to keep my, if I, if I was in a position to keep my options open and still date, still flirt and still do whatever. Or if he's in a place and he's committed, like, you know, trying to put all my eggs in that basket and different things like that. So I think, and I kind of went off on a tangent, but I think it's really important when you're dating someone or you're quote talking, whatever you want to say, whatever floats your boat. I think it's really important to ask those questions and be prepared for their answer. Like make sure that you're being brutally honest about what you want, but make sure that other person's being brutally honest about what they want, because that's how you waste your time. 
Yes, girl. And that's one thing I need to never do again is waste time. So obviously for me, I do think the term talking should just go away and die because I'm going to say this talking, in my opinion, is just like a gateway to a situationship. Okay, so if you right. both are, do not have or one of you don't have the intentions of actually dating the other person, then you're in a situationship if it ends up crossing those lines. So right. um, I think it should be either just friends or dating, because honestly, Shelby, I remember I used to tell you like, girl, if he is not trying to date you, then you need to treat him like the homie. Well, I tried that myself and um, it didn't work. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think that what you like what you were saying it needs to be kind of just everybody needs to be honest about what they want from the beginning now for me personally I've run into a lot of people that were like oh I don't want anything serious oh I don't want to do this or that and it's like they just say it out the gate because for me I'm just more of a laid back type of person so I'm not right. rushing and I'm not pressuring and I'm not pushing right. anything on you mm-hmm. and so when but my my downfall in that is that when they say that I still continue with like however we're doing and then right. I'll there'll be times where I end up actually like having genuine interest for this person and is like would be open to dating them and then they don't want to and it's like well he did tell you from the beginning that that's not what he want but for me right. this kind of goes into the next question I'm about to ask you Shelby is when I started to quote unquote talk to a particular person Mm -hmm. and he didn't want the same things that I wanted, but he also didn't show in his actions that that's not what he wanted. Does that make sense? So it's like, you don't want to, you don't, we're talking, but you don't want to date me, but you're not leaving my line open for another person to come in and date me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, even though somebody says something, you got to pay attention to the actions and then that, yes. and if it don't add up, that's when stuff gets confusing. So my I question agree. is, how do you date with purpose and intent instead of just going with the flow and does going with the flow impact dating in a negative way? Um, I think for me, um, I think going with the flow can impact dating natively. And let me tell you why. Um, I think because if you just go with the flow and you don't, I think it's really, sorry, I'm all over the place. I think that at the end of the day or at the point I am in my life, and I'm pretty confident at the point you are in your life, you pretty much know what you want out of dating and out of a purpose mate. I'm not saying you know everything, but Mm -hmm. you know the core fundamentals that you want. Um, Because let me tell you, me and Erica, we have been living, we have been learning, and we have learned a lot of lessons the hard way. And I ain't got to learn them again, let me tell you. So when I look back over my dating history, I realized that I, like you, went with the flow a lot. And my problem was when I went with the flow, I wasn't being clear about what I wanted, what I needed, and what I expected. Because I thought that just because I'm a good person, just because I'm a smart person, just because I bring the table to the table, that this person is going to step up and be the man or the person that I need him to be. And let me tell you something. You can be the full package and arrive at the wrong destination. Meaning, it don't matter how good you are. It don't matter what you bring to the table. If that man ain't ready, he ain't ready. If that man don't want to act right, he ain't going to act right. And that's his life. But what I find is that sometimes men will attach themselves to you because they know that you're a good person and they know what you bring to the table, but they're not ready to give their all, but they don't want nobody else to have you. Run, sis. That is a red flag. It is neon red. Run, block him, delete him. He don't exist. Trying to save you. Um, But 
No, so that was my problem in the past. So I and I'll say that because I was going with the flow and even with my last dating relationship, I was just really, really going with the flow. And I got to this point where I just felt I called Erica and I was talking to her one day and I just felt so, so sad. I felt so, so defeated. And I just didn't feel like um, I didn't feel like I was being supported. I didn't feel like I was dating this person. I didn't feel like we were moving forward. But when I look back, I was not intentional with my dating and that's one thing that I'm not going to do going forward is I'm not going with the flow so I think it's really important to date with purpose and when you date with purpose I think you have to find a balance with being yourself but being very direct so for me dating with purpose is letting a person know up front about hey like for me I want to be in a relationship with somebody when the time is right when it's the right person so for me that's letting that person know hey like we're dating to figure out if we want to be in an exclusive relationship. That's me, you know, setting down my boundaries. That's me setting my standards. That's me trying to really trying to fish around to see where your hat is, your head is. But that's also me asking very direct questions, very direct questions, not very rude questions. <laughs> Let me put that out there. But really just trying to figure mm-hmm. out where his head is and really just having a very open, honest and transparent conversation about what he wants to get out of this dating relationship asking him is he even open to dating or is he you know trying to be on these hoes and if you are don't call me that's fine but you're not my type of person that I want to associate with so for me dating with purpose is just really being clear on what you want what you need and what you expect and telling that other person here's my thing as long as I tell you what I want and need in a very respectable and kind matter I'm not responsible for how you respond or what you decide to do but please make sure that whatever you decide to do that you can stand on it because I'm one of them people that if you don't serve me I will leave you where I left you my toxic trait is I will act like you don't exist I will act like I never knew you and that can seem kind of rude but I'm just at a place in my life where I don't have time for bs so if you're not on what I'm on if you're not trying to be intentional with dating you do not fit in my life at all like there's no like square hole pick oh there's nowhere for you to fit so I think it's really important for women to be intentional and to state what they want and be willing to walk away if that's if that doesn't align with what you if what, what you want I think so many times as women we get scared um like we meet somebody and they check off Maybe they check off a lot of things on our list, but there's something really important on there that they don't check off. But sometimes I feel like as women, we get scared, like our biological clock is ticking or am I going to meet somebody else? But you have to remember, you have to let baggage go and you have to let things go in order to make so in order to make room for something or someone new. What about you, friend? Like, how do you think what does like dating intentionally mean for you going forward? Um, I think that, well, for me, just because, um, if we think about it, going with the flow or dating intentionally, all of that takes so much energy, you know what I mean? Energy to talk to this person every day, energy to invest in conversations. And, you know, that's how you end up sometimes getting emotionally attached to somebody or things like that. It takes so much of you. So this is not a game when you're just like, oh, I'm talking to him. Like, no, you are investing your energy with this person. And it's like when you do that, that's how 
that's when things start to get a little complicated. So I feel like the purpose or intent should be stated from the beginning. Like we were saying, if this person is showing you like genuine interest in you, then the intent needs to be stated from the beginning. Because like I was saying, in my personal experience, I need to remember that I will no longer let someone just, you know, hog my line, you know, calling me 25 times a day, every single day, but you don't want to be with me. You're not giving right. another man a chance to be with me. And all of my right. energy is in you. So, right. and then at the end of the day, I'm left with what? Because you don't have no intent of actually dating me, but you obviously interested in me. So right. it gets a little blurry there. Both people have to be on the same page about what they want. Like we stated earlier. And I think it's okay to go with the flow for like a small period of time because you don't ever want to be forcing nothing on nobody, rushing nothing on nobody, because that'll just make certain people run off. And it would make me run off because I don't want to be forced or feel like I'm I'm pressured to do something. So if you know you like this person and you want to date them, I don't see any problem with bringing that up. But I have made the mistake, like I said, with just going with the flow and it didn't flow nowhere but into disappointment. So I definitely say do not force. Do not force, but let it flow. If it's flowing, then give it a little bit of time. Um, but follow your instinct on like when it feels right to maybe have that conversation about where you stand with this person um, right. if you haven't had it yet. Um, there's no like rule book. There's no time frame. There's no timeline. It's all, really all between like what you feel like you should be doing. And if you, we always know in our gut, like, mm, he don't right. really want to be with me like that or mm, right. this ain't really going nowhere, but we still go because why we have already invested a lot of energy and time into this person and don't nobody right. want to start over. Like, right. let's just be real about it. Don't nobody want to find somebody else to ask what's your favorite color, what your mama like, like, don't nobody want to do that 25 times. Like you were saying earlier, Shelby, like I'm a one, one man a woman also like I don't have the energy or time to talk to 12 different people and have 12 different conversations no just one person we can be on the same page and that's it that's it so that's all I gotta say about that I just want to reiterate what you said that like you really just got to trust your instincts and you got to do what's best for you because I feel like so many times as women we put other people's feelings in front of our our, our own and we end up getting our feelings hurt so I said all that to say, just like Erica said, just follow your good, trust your intuition and just do what's best for you. Yes. Because we all out here trying to make it. Um, Listen. So <laughs> we learning though, girl, we are. We learning what to do and what not to do, what to put up with and what not to put up with. It's right. hard because the only way you can learn is by going through it. You can't yeah. just learn something and never go through it. So, But I'm tired of going through it. Girl, tell me about it. Okay, so let's keep it moving um, to our next segment, which is the journey. This is when Shelby and I will talk about our journey to building our brand, all things melanin. So today we want to talk to you guys about our podcast. So we started our podcast uh, about two years ago, and we never really shared with y'all how we did that. So um. Shelby, the first question that we want, should discuss is how did we know podcasting was for us? Um, so trying to remember back because it's been like what two years. So mm-hmm. I think I think for me, and correct me if I'm wrong, friend, because you know my memory's fuzzy. Um, I think for us, we decided we have been thinking. So we launched in 2017. 
And I think around 2018, I think that's when I kind I became kind of familiar with podcasts and um kind of you know, was thinking like this may be for us. So one of the reasons I think that we kind of decided that podcasting for us is because it really allowed for people to kind of get a, like an in-depth glance in who Erica and I were and who we are. Um, because we were just, we were doing vlogs and we were doing blogs and different things like that. But like me and Erica, we have like, when you hear us talking about different things and different, and, um, things that we're going through with dating relationships, the journey and faith. Like these are everyday conversations that we have with ourselves. And I feel like we really wanted other women, particularly black women, women to feel seen and heard and to know that they're not alone. But we also wanted a space and a place for people to really get to know us. We kind of wanted to, you know, ease into the media industry in our own way and create a reel. But I think what kind of tips it over for us, I think it was 2018 when we were in Essence Fest, we went to like a live taping of The Read. And I had never heard of The Read before. Um, um, some friends that we were with down there, they loved it. And they were like, hey, let's go to this, you know, live po- podcast taping. And I think for me, when I went to the live podcast taping, um, which was amazing. They're great. And I still listen to the read now to this day. I left there thinking like, you know, me and Erica can do this in our own way. Um, you know, and make it bomb. Um, what about you? Like, what do you think, friend? Yeah. Um, I also would say, I think it just made sense for us because the way our platform is set up is yes, we always push out content being encouraging to everyone. And, you know, there was also like Shelby mentioned before, we started off doing a YouTube channel where we had vlogs with basically just talking about, um, like some encouraging topics, but nobody could really figure out who we were as individuals right. and how we are as friends. So I think that podcasting just made sense for us. It fit who we were, who we are. And, you know, at the beginning, pre pandemic, pre panoramic, um, <laughs> we, uh, were just literally sat down with each other, had a conversation over wine. And like Shelby said, these were conversations that we normally would have like on a girl's night or we going out to dinner. Like these are everything that we're saying right now is something that we would be talking about over like steak and eggs or something. (laughs) But um, I, so for me, I would just say we knew it was for us because it just fit. Like it just made sense for us to, this is the way that we could still be encouraging, still talk about everything we want to talk about and people still get an idea of who we are as individuals, but then also who we are as uh, Shelby and Erica from all things melanin. So that's what I would say. So the next question I would have to ask you Shelby is how did we go about structuring our podcast? Right. So you hit on it a little bit in what you just said, but I'll obviously elaborate. So the thing that we did, um, one of the things that we did is we started listening to all different types of podcasts just because we were really interested to see, you know, how people were structuring their podcasts and different things like that. That was the first thing. And the second thing that we did is we sat down and we wrote down everything that we felt confident and talking about and things that we would enjoy talking about. So one of the questions I remember asking Erica, um, I was like, okay, friend, like if we do this podcast, like 
what are things that we are as black women um, enduring or navigating that other women um, are navigating that they, you know, would feel seen and heard on. And so obviously dating and relationships was a thing because, you know, we are young black, you know, millennial women successful and dating is a thing for us. And, you know, we know that there are other women out there that have good stories and bad stories. And a lot of times, you know, when we share their stories, people be like, girl, I feel you. Um, the journey, the journey consists of, you know, us talking about how we built our brand from scratch. A lot of times people won't share, you know, the good and the bad of what's happening. But me and Erica, we're like, we're going to share because if we can help one person not make the same mistakes or just be more knowledgeable about us, we're going to do it. Then we wanted to incorporate a segment that allowed people to interact with us, to ask us questions. Because let me tell you, as women, this is a judge-free zone for us. So we wanted to give people the chance to interact with us. And then the last one, words of encouragement. We are, even though, you know, we can ride out a dawn, um, we'll end the night with a prayer. So <laughs> we really wanted to, you know, incorporate our faith and incorporate, you know, the pitfall, the pitfalls and different things like that. So I think it really just came down to us when we structured the podcast Talking, structuring our podcast in a way that was authentic to us and structuring the podcast in a way that it showed things that we were navigating and dealing with in real life. Like we didn't want to do our podcast and structure it like anybody else. We wanted when you listen to us to be like, like if you know us in real life to be like, okay, that's like, that's really Shelby and Erica. Like they really do deal with these things. Um, what do you think, friend? Yeah. Um, the only thing I would add to that is like we we really wanted to show more of our authentic selves and just share that through storytelling. So when we talk about our dating and relationship experiences, like that's some real stuff. Like we're not up here trying to give you these are the right. five steps on how to get a man. Like, no, girl, <laughs> if I had the five steps, I would be with my man right now, not on yes, this podcast. Is. So <laughs> So we just wanted to like be, uh, like I said, be who we truly are. And that's a great, like a great way to um, do that, especially when one of our goals was to be able to just kind of show people who we more of who we are, um, because some people may not know that by just going to like our Instagram page or whatever, they right. can come to our podcast and be like, oh, okay, I know my girl Shelby, she about to say some off the wall stuff or <laughs> Erica, she about to give me the real like. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's how um, that's the only thing I would add to that is just we wanted to make sure that that is uh, portrayed through the structure of our podcast. So, um, Shelby, how did we go about launching our podcast? Like what platforms did we upload to? Like, let's give some some tips. Right. So we're going to be really transparent. When we launched a podcast, we knew zip, nada, nothing. About launching a podcast. <laughs> so me and Erica really just had to do our own research and we just had to do kind of trial and error. And I and I share that to say that if you're wanting to start a podcast or just anything in general, you don't have to be an expert to start. All you really have to have from in my opinion is the uh is the drive to do it and the ability to research and to figure it out. Cause there were many days that me and Erica were going back and forth like friend, like how are we gonna do this and different things like that. Um, the first platform we used, I probably should have wrote this down because I forgot. <laughs> Do you remember what uh, it was? I was trying to think too. Um, uh, I cannot remember it. 
Anyway, Girl, so I hate Amber. So <laughs> we should have. But anyway, so we used. But this, we ended up switching. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're gonna say. So we used this um, platform. I can't think of it right now. Should have wrote it down. So sorry. And it was okay. Um, it allowed us to, you know, upload and do what we needed to do. But I think the problem for us was that we really didn't get um, in-depth um, analytics. Um, that's one thing that we were missing. Um, and we could schedule it, but we could, because we were using the free version, We but we couldn't use as many, um, it depended on the time. So it was okay for basically starting. So probably about a year and a half into it, we went back and we um, we started using Audio Stack, which is a podcasting platform and it is owned it's owned and operated by a black man and he had actually reached out to us I can't remember why uh he came across us I don't know if we commented on something anyway we ended up talking to him and he went over his platform and we were really really impressed um with his platform and everything that it could do for instance like we can you know schedule out um podcast we it automatically will push it to all the podcasting platforms that you want it to be you have 24 7 help if you need it but also we get like really really in-depth um podcast analytics and that really kind of helps us to know what people like and what they're listening to but also to know what our demographic is made up of, of, you know, is it mostly men? Is it mostly women? Like, what are people, you know, listening to us more so on? Like, people listen, like, a lot of people listen to us and find us through Pandora, which is amazing. Or, you know, where are people located? Like, when you start a podcast, it's really, really important to look at your analytics and, you know, know where your audience um, is coming from. Yeah, I would... um I'll add to that about like what equipment did we also get or use because like you were saying when we first launched our podcast we didn't know exactly what we were doing we knew we had laptops and it had a record (laughs) button so that's really like at the beginning that's what we um, were using and then um, we started to just like research affordable equipment and what I mean by that is like what mics that we wanted to use because we wanted to improve the quality of how it sounds of course and then I watched a lot of YouTube videos that were making it seem like you needed to have these expensive mics and these expensive headphones and these mixing boards and these sound boards like if I mean there's nothing wrong with that but like if you start now uh go to Amazon um and (laughs) and what we did for us this just worked for us is we found these affordable mics called Fine. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's F I F I N E mics. And I, uh, we found them on Amazon. I want to say they were like less than $30 each. So, um, my suggestion is just do your research and find something that's affordable to you, what you feel like would work for you. Don't feel right. like you have to put on this whole entire production to launch your podcast. If you want to do that and you can do that, great. But I'm just for people that are just kind of like, I just want to plug my mic and talk there's a way for you to do that. So um, the last question, Shelby, is like, what do we wish we knew about podcasting now and uh, that we didn't know back then? Um, Before I answer that, I did go back and find what we used before, just for those people that wanted to know. So for a little bit of time, we did use Buzzsprout. And then we also, and then after that, we used SoundCloud for about a year, year and a half. And then Mm -hmm. we we went to AudioStack. Sorry, that was going to annoy me. So that's what we used to use. <laughs> but now we're on audio stack. Okay. So to answer your question, what do I wish that I knew? Um, 
You know, when we first started, friend, I thought that we had to do everything perfectly. Um, and I thought that we had to, you know, kind of hold up like this persona and different things like that. So I wish I knew when we first started podcasting that it doesn't have to be perfect, but it does have to be authentic. I think when we started, I feel like when we let our guards down and we said, okay, if we're going to do this, we're really going to do this. And we really just started showing up and sharing, you know, more about lives. Cause you know, when, you know, when we share stories about dating and relationships, like we really not lying. <laughs> like these be real <laughs> stories that Erica got to calm me down over sometimes. And you know that I have to, you know, calm her down over sometimes. So I wish I had known that, you know, it's not about being perfect, but it's about being authentic and, you know, just being yourself and putting your gift out there. Um, and I think the other thing that I would want people to know is just really kind of what you touched on a little bit you know just researching like you don't have to have super expensive equipment to start you don't have to have a whole team to do things you know if that's not in your budget like don't buy all this stuff and go into debt and you don't need it like use what you have until you can upgrade your stuff let me tell you me and erica are the podcast producers we are the writers we are the mixers we are the uploaders we are the booking agents we are everything for our podcast <laughs> so i would definitely say just use what you have until you can elevate your brand but also don't be afraid to ask for help shout out to ty because he listen i was in his what phone on probably on his nerves and he would never tell me but he would answer <laughs> my questions like when i didn't know what to do or how to upload something or how to mix something so don't be afraid to ask for help and don't be afraid, you know, to educate yourself or to take a class. Like, like I said, it don't got to be perfect. It just has to be authentic to you. Um, what do you think you wish you had known um, prior to podcasting, you know, that maybe you know now? I guess it's it would be something that, you know, I just didn't think about at first when we started is that when you put your podcast out there first of all I would say like Shelby said if it's not perfect who cares just put it out there somebody's going to want to listen to your content and what you have to talk about and what your story is so put it out there and then improve it as you keep going um but one thing that I didn't realize is that when we put our stuff out there people we really impact people like people really come to us and be like girl I needed that uh word of encouragement or I needed that mentor moment or girl I understood exactly exactly what you were talking about on dating and relationships. So it's like right. Shelby and I, like, this is easy for us to just get on here and have a conversation with each other. But it's like, we really have to be conscious that like, when you put it out, you're putting it out to an audience of people that listen to you. And I, it's not that we didn't know that. But for me, it's like, I didn't think about that at first. And it's like, right. now it's like, wow, we really are um, making a positive impact on people that listen to us. So we appreciate y'all so much for tuning in and listening to our crazy stories and dealing with us and our smart mouths or our <laughs> attitudes. <laughs> right. We mad at the world because of these men. Like, <laughs> so, um, that's all I would add to uh, what you were saying is that we just really, you really are um, making an impact when you put your story out there. So that's right. all I would say. Right. And I'll also so add one more thing. It. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, ahead, I think a, another thing that people always worry about is like people listening. And I just want to say that if you're authentic to who you are, then your tribe is going to find you. Um, the people mm -hmm. that are going to listen and support you, they're going to find you. So I, I would just say like being authentic to yourself and to your brand, like everything else will come, you know? 
you just you yeah. just got to put it out there. Yes. Um, I think that's great advice. So let's keep it moving with some more advice within our mentor moment segment. So this is when Shelby and I read a listener's letter that was submitted to us, and then we just give our take on it. So Shelby, this one's kind of deep, girl. I feel like I say that on every episode, but no, this one really is. Um, And I feel this in my soul. Okay, so it says, hi, Erica and Shelby. I need your opinion on something. At the end of 2019, I started dating this guy. He was everything I ever thought I wanted in a partner, tall, dark, handsome, working, and just fine. Like Y'all, she really put like five I's, five N's, five E's on here. So Um, we hit it off initially, and then the pandemic hit. Everything for me went downhill. I lost my job and got in a really dark place. When I needed him the most, he just disappeared on me, even after sharing everything that I was going through. To be clear, I never asked him for any money or help with anything. I just needed him to be there mentally and emotionally for me, but he wasn't. He did pop in pop in check-ins and that and that didn't sit right with my spirit. I felt abandoned and cut off and cut everything off. Fast forward to now, I'm in a better um, position, mentally healthier, and getting back on my feet. So, of course, he wants to pop back in and see me, etc. Is it petty of me to ignore and not want anything to do with him, or should I cut him some slack? So, no, it's not petty of you to ignore him or want nothing to do with him. Uh, but that's just me personally. Um, sorry. Um, so I will say this, I think a lot of times, you know, when we're going through, you know, dark seasons, because let's be real, like every season isn't a happy season. Like we all have valleys, we all have dark seasons. And I commend you for even, you know, opening up to him and, you know, sharing that with him. Because if we're being honest, like for me, like when I'm going through something, I really don't like to share it with people because, you know, I don't want people to be burdened or to feel bad for me. But I know it took a lot for you to share that with him, especially since y'all were dating and, you know, together and different things like that. One thing I will say is that sometimes when you're talking to somebody you're dating or particularly men, and I'm not saying all men, so don't hang me on the cross. um, They don't really know how to deal with that. Because one thing that I found is that men are fixers and if they can't fix it, and they don't really have a solution, then they're not really, you know, receptive. And I find that some people don't really know how to comfort you and to be there for you um, in your down season. Because let's be honest, everybody wants to be with you when you're flowing and you're growing and you're in a mountain or a peak season. But when you're in a valley season, you really find out people's character and you really find out if people are going to rock with you. So I personally don't think that you are wrong for cutting him off or not wanting anything to do with him because I get it. Like when you needed him the most mentally and emotionally, he wasn't there for you. I think a part of it was like, he didn't even really know how to be there for you. Um, so he just kind of disappeared, but he probably saw you on the gram or Snapchat or Twitter or something and said, okay, she's good. So let me pop in. Um, so I don't think it's petty of you to ignore him. I think that at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you. And if you feel like, and I understand like you got through your valley season without him. So now you're good and he wasn't there and he didn't help you. So you're kind of like, what do I need you for? So I personally don't think it's petty. I think that you did what was best for you. And if I were you, I would have did the same thing, honestly. Um, what, how do you think that you would have failed or what would you say, friend? 
<clears throat> Let me clear my throat on this one. <clears throat> so it's a no for me. No, 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 no. We're not doing this in 2021. Um, it's not petty for you to ignore him or not want anything to do with him. I feel like it's not really not wanting anything to do with him, but more so like maybe protecting your peace. Um, right. So because honestly, we all know the saying like a man will do whatever it is you allow him to do. That is so true so if you're allowing him to pop in and out then that's exactly what he's going to do if you're allowing him to be inconsistent that's exactly what he will continue to do um and my question would be like was uh was he popping in and out like from the beginning like before the pandemic because i've also learned from my experiences like whatever he does in the beginning will most likely set the tone of that relationship or friendship in terms of like his actions towards you so i mean like you were saying shelby ultimately it's up to this person um but don't be surprised if nothing has changed if you decide to let him back in um because he's already shown you how he operates and so right. uh also if you had like done all this work to um get into a better space mentally and emotionally without him there then why set yourself back into that dark space um that you were in because when he comes back in and he leaves like now you're in that dark place again so right you're just really hurting yourself if you decide to do that is what i'm saying but um right I think that we have to also just be clear with yourself and what right. you want. If you know you need the consistency and you need that emotional and mental support and you know you need that and he's not giving it to you, it doesn't mean that you're not worthy of it. It right. just means that he's not capable of giving that to you, but somebody else will. So next, that's all I right. got to say. <clears throat> and I would just add to that, like, just kind of piggybacking off what you said, friend, is that like... What Erica basically said is like, you know, like you can't settle because I want you to know that there are men out there that are emotionally intelligent and men out there that are emotionally and mentally present that will um, be there for be there for you when you need it. Because my whole thing is like, I don't just need you in my in the good times I need you in the bad times and I think sometimes we forget that when we're in relationships or we're in dating that everything is not gonna be sun and roses all the time so I really think that this was a test for him to see you know what he was gonna do when his back was against the wall and you needed him because I know as women a lot of times we will go above and beyond for our man but it's really important ladies to make sure that that man goes above and beyond for you so whatever you're dishing out whatever you're bringing to the table whatever you're doing for him if you're picking like he should be able to do that for you so I feel like this was your sign that he wasn't meant to be in your life because I feel like he should have stepped up to the plate and been there for you and it did like you said it you didn't ask for anything monetary like you asked for mental and emotional support and there are men out there that will support you mentally and emotionally there are men that will pick you up there are men that will encourage you there will men there are men out there that will really ride and die for you and that would you know love you so like erica said and like we said it's a no for us and it's not petty no it's not and like you were saying there are men out there but um where they at though <laughs> Girl, I don't know if I have one. Um, But anyways, you guys, I'm just being really petty right now. But if you have a question that you want us to answer, send us an email at allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on IG at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So, of course, we're going to leave you guys with the words of encouragement and a prayer. So, um, Shelby, you want to go ahead and read what today's um, Bible verse is? 
Yes, so our Bible verse comes from Proverbs 19.21. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Um, Listen, God's been working on my heart on this one because anybody that knows me knows that I am a planner. Um, I have like two or three planners. I got like two or three planners on my phone. Um, And I like to have things laid out. I like to have things go a certain way. I got a one-year plan, a five-year plan, and a 10-year plan. But... In 2020, God crashed every single last one of my plans. Like I literally had to reset and restart in all areas of my life. And I sat there one day and I was crying and I was just really sad. And I was like, God, I made all these plans. I did everything right, but nothing's going like I need to go, you know, or my life's not turning out how I want it to turn out. But I remember I feel like just getting the sensation over me and it just hit me one day and it was like, Shelby, you plan, but God decides. And I said that to say that it's okay for us to make plans, but we have to be able to pivot and to be open to receive the plan that God has for us. Because if you fight God's plan, you are not going to win and you will be more miserable than you have ever been. Trust me, I know. So I just think that when I read this Bible verse, um, it just lets me know that it just reminds me that it's okay to make plans. I think that you should have plans, but I think that you have to be open to receive what God has for you. Cause when you're open to receive what God has for you and you're open to God's will, he, he may have canceled all your plans, but I guarantee he will give you what you thought you wanted tenfold. God has been replaced. Everything I lost in my last season, whether it was people or things, God has been replacing tenfold for me I lost my job last year God gave me a better a way you know better job I was dating this guy and that didn't work out but I'm very crystal clear on you know what I wanted going forward I had all these plans that I wanted to do God canceled all those but he gave me new plans he gave me new insights he gave me new creativity that I would have never gotten if I hadn't been open to receive what he had for me um what would you say for him yeah, I would I would totally agree with everything that you were saying, of course. Um, I think for me personally, my problem is I I always want to understand, like, why is this happening? Why did I get that job? Why didn't that relationship work out? Why is my family in turmoil? Like, I always want, like, God, make it make sense. But honestly, when you're on your faith walk, a lot of stuff is not going to make sense because that's exactly what it is. It's a faith walk. You're not going to see what's really happening behind the scenes. So for me personally, I had to learn how to just pray for God's will on my life because I never want to be stuck in a situation, a job, a relationship, whatever, and it's not God's will for my life. So I had to learn that to surrender to his will, surrender to his plans. Oh, and that reminds me of, I saw a um, YouTube video with uh, Sarah Jakes Roberts and it's called the end of an era. So mm-hmm. I would suggest for anybody who's actually, you know, struggling with this right now to go check that out because she talks about surrendering to your now. So whatever's happening right now, you're trying to fight it. You're frustrated. You don't understand. Surrender to it. And so it really, really, really blessed me because it was basically saying God has bigger plans for you. And the reason why we don't want to surrender is because we think that we'll lose the next or we'll lose what's about to happen. And that's not true. So if we really believe that God's plans is bigger and better than anything we can plan for ourselves, we just have to to trust. Um, and so honestly, it's harder, <laughs> easier said than done, but um, it's a growing experience. It's building your faith. So that's all right. I would say about that. Well, friend, that was the whole word. You really just took us on now. 
So I'm going to go ahead and do the benediction so we can get out of here. So bite your head. I'm Close crying. your eyes. Sway with it if you are. If you're driving, just sway with it. Do not close your eyes. We are not liable. Okay? Anyway. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we come to you as humble as we know how. First and foremost, to thank you for every person that has assembled to, look, to listen to this podcast. We pray that you would bless them. We pray that you would guide them. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would tr- protect them and their family. We pray, Lord Jesus, that whatever plans that they have planned or they have you know given to you we pray that you either give them affirmation or pray that they would surrender their plans to you so they can receive your will and your glory lord jesus we pray we continue to pray for this country and we just pray lord jesus that whatever your will be done but you would keep us um that you would cover us and that you would continually um show us your undying love in your name we pray amen amen